You are now listening to the smooth, mellifluous sounds of Red's Room Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to episode number 38 of the Red's Room Podcast. I'm your host, Red. And I'm your co-host, Jake. And today we are talking about the Knights Templar. As always, our references are in the episode description. So please check those. And today we got swords. You got fucking swords representing yes. for the Templar. Representing the knights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. So, no, literally. Anyways, cool props. I know you're jelly. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, uh, respect our Chinese swords here. We're just nerds. We thought they were cool. Made in China. So, if you are not familiar with the knights, um, I have a few paragraphs, as usual, a few paragraphs in the beginning to uh, let you know what it's about. Yeah, I got to get a little overview, see what we're working with here. And this is a this is a perfect segue from our last episode yes. about the Crusades. We like to do these things in pairs, at least uh, sometimes triplets, but at least pairs and time together. Mm-hmm. So here we go. The poor fellow soldiers of Christ and of the Temple of Solomon mainly known as the Knights Templar, was a military order of the Catholic faith and one of the wealthiest and most popular military orders in Western Christianity. They were founded in 1119, headquartered on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, and existed for nearly two centuries during the Middle Ages. Officially endorsed by the Roman Catholic Church by such decrees as the papal bull Omne Datum Optimum of Pope Innocent II, the Templars became a favored charity throughout Christendom and grew rapidly in membership and power. The Templar knights, in their distinctive white mantles with a red cross, were among the most skilled fighting units of the Crusades. They were prominent in Christian finance. Non-combatant members of the order, who made up as much as 90% of their members, managed a large economic infrastructure throughout Christendom. They developed innovative financial techniques that were an early form of banking, building a network of nearly 1,000 thousand commanderies and fortifications across Europe and the Holy Land, and arguably forming one of the world's earliest multinational corporations. There you go. Yeah, they were fucking uh, innovative, it seems like, you know? Honestly sounded less cool than I... <laughs> less I cool first... than you thought in your head? Yeah, when I always pictured them, I just pictured these badass warriors with the red cross and the white you know tabard uh but apparently most of them were bankers well inventing banking they kind of like i feel like you you know this could be taken two ways too because yeah you have a point but maybe that makes them like more op that they're like smart you know maybe but i hate bankers yeah <laughs> You know, fucking whatever you got to do to do your nine to five. Banks are a fucking pain in the ass. But uh, 
They were legit warriors, dude. They fucking they had a code. Which, no, uh, they were. A lot of them were really badass. Yeah, actually, a lot of them were super badass and <laughs> yeah, badass. yeah, king of the north type shit. But uh, they had a fucking code. <laughs> Do you, do you ever get into the code? We'll do that after the origins if you don't. I didn't go deep in okay. the code, so a yeah, yeah feel free. After yeah. you get into the origins, we'll talk about the code of them. But uh, they were legit fucking strict. They were legit. Yeah, and they fucking caught bodies. Legit to quit. They caught hella bodies and were pretty instrumental in the Crusades. Dude, they were era, badass. I guess I would say. And if you think about, like... I guess I'm bringing up Lord of the Rings again, but if you think about like like Aragon, like he's a fucking Knights Templar candidate Aragorn. there, you know? Yeah, a Aragorn is a fucking candidate. Fucking <laughs> imagine the dwarves as Knights Repping Templar the men. Yeah, no, just keeping up with the fucking elves. Yeah, no type shit. Yeah, fighting uh, outnumbered or more OP opponents and still coming out on top, dude. They were like the uh, Spartans. Type shit. Yeah, of their time. Yeah. They were, yeah. yeah, they were some some chief shit. Like, uh, they were OP fucking, God, man. You, you can make so many examples. I get in Sullied vibes from Game of Thrones because they weren't allowed to, like, kit. They weren't allowed yeah. to fuck. So apparently or, uh, George Lucas took some inspiration I, from the Templars in making yeah. the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, George and George Lucas. R. Martin took so, some inspiration from for the, the Templars. For the Night's Watch. When he made the Night's Watch. Yeah. Uh, for all you other nerds out there. Yeah, I... I'm assuming y'all are some and nerds. it makes sense. Yeah, I'm assuming y'all are some nerds watching us. We're nerds as yeah. well, especially, fu yeah, fucking nah, fantasy. I'm not a nerd. You're a nerd. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm a nerd, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely a nerd, too. But you definitely get some fantasy vibes with these guys. And uh, we're going to get into why and kind of the reasons and some of the shit they went through. But uh, there's a lot with these guys. Yeah, they were fucking badass. So let's talk about origins of the order let's fucking do it dude following the success of the first crusade which if you watch our last episode was from 1095 to 1099 yep a number of crusader states were established in the holy land but these kingdoms lacked the necessary military force to maintain more than a tenuous hold of their territories most crusaders returned home after fulfilling their vows, and Christian pilgrims to Jerusalem suffered attacks from Muslim raiders. Pitying the plight of these Christians, eight or nine French knights, and I think it's mostly nine by the legends, okay, um, led by Hugh de Paines, vowed in late 1119 or early 1120 to devote themselves to the pilgrims' protection and to reform a religious community for that purpose. Baldwin II, the king of Jerusalem, gave them quarters in a wing of the royal palace in the area of the former Temple of Solomon. And, they, and from this, they derived their name. Okay. Yeah, this is totally the origins right here. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Uh, although the Templars were opposed uh, by those who rejected the idea of a religious military order and later by those who criticized their wealth and influence, uh, they were supported by many secular and religious leaders. Beginning in 1127, 
He undertook a tour of Europe and was well received by many nobles who made significant donations to the knights. Yeah, this is kind of how they get going. Yeah, donations are good. We like donations too. <laughs> uh, in 1139, Pope Innocent II issued a bull that granted the order special privileges. The Templars were allowed to build their own oratories and were not required to pay the tithe. They were also exempt from Episcopal jurisdiction, being subject to the Pope alone. Oh, so yeah. they're, they're getting prominent already. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty legit. They're man. pretty top tier, especially when the Pope, like, that's all they answer to. Yeah, you don't you don't refer to any priest or any fucking shit below him. You go to the fucking pope. You go to the top of the food chain OP guy there. I, I want to say I don't want to cry, but I think that means that they don't answer to the king. They just answer to okay, the pope. Okay, just to the just to I the religion. I might be wrong. No, I, I could that that would make sense. But yeah, I, I think they only answer to the pope. They don't answer to the other of kingdom rulers or anything. I still like imagine that. though like a like a new priest like coming to them and give them orders and <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like fuck you dude where is the pope? Uh yeah, no. I, they wouldn't say it like that. I think they'd have to they answer would. to people who were uh representative of the pope. Yeah, definitely. Like you you got to be totally affiliated with the pope or the pope to be able to get through these guys, but yeah, I think like if a cardinal came around, like I'm pretty they, sure they'd put some respect. They have to answer yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, but yeah, they're they're legit. <laughs> yeah, the cardinals, man. <laughs> I think yeah. is fucking pedophilia when I hear of them. <laughs> right. This was back in the days where they just got away with it all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where it, it didn't happen. <laughs> <coughs> cigar okay. be hitting, boy. Oh man, I Sometimes hope y'all like do. the cigars we smoke. We like, oh, them. yeah, we like them. Anyways, uh, let's talk about some structures and rules. Everyone loves structures and rules. I love rules so much; they're <laughs> so great. Order. Uh, so, the Knights Templar swore an oath of poverty, chastity, and obedience, and renounced the world. Uh, just as the Cistercians and other monks did. Like the monks, the Templars heard the divine office during each of the canonical hours of the day and were expected to honor the fast and vigils of the monastic order. They were frequently found in prayer and expressed particular venerance or veneration to the Virgin Mary. They were allowed to they were not allowed to gamble, swear, or become drunk, and were required to live in community, sleeping in a common dormitory and eating meals together. They were not, however, strictly cloistered, as were the monks, nor were they expected to perform devotional reading. Most Templars were uneducated and unable to read Latin which back then the Bible was all in Latin. So they had to hear from the priests or whatever to to read them. Yeah, they weren't expected to themselves read it all the time, like most monks were were expected to. Kind of a um, different standard here. 
Yeah, yeah, they had a little... They had their own kind of code. Yeah. So, the knight's primary duty was to fight! Fight! Get, get your sword. Hold it up. Fight! <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Uh, yeah. The Templars gradually expanded their duties from protecting pilgrims to mounting a broader defense of the Crusader states in the Holy Land. They built castles, garrisoned important towns, and participated in battles, fielding significant contingents against Muslim armies until the fall of Acre. The last remaining crusader stronghold in the Holy Land in 1291. And yeah. that will be significant later on. Yeah, if we touch back to our Crusades episodes, that was kind of like the end there. Yeah, that was a bad deal. Mm-hmm. And that was bad for the Templars. Yeah, the Christians, um, the Templar. It was bad for everyone, but it was really bad for the Templars. Definitely. Which we will touch on later. Um, their great effectiveness was attested by the Sultan Saladin following the devastating yep. defeat of Crusader forces at the Battle of Hatin. Hatin? Hatin. Uh, he brought the Templars... Uh, who were taken prisoner and later had each of them executed. The Templars were originally divided into two classes, knights and sergeants. Interesting. Uh, the Knight Brothers came from the military aristocracy. Ar- uh, I feel like I messed with that word. Arist- aristocracy. Aristocracy. Aristocracy, and we're uh, that's tr- what I had in my head, but I didn't yeah. want to say it because I thought I was gonna fuck it up. I was like, I, I know this word, yeah, a- aristocracy, and were trained in the arts of war. They assumed elite leadership positions in the order and served at royal and papal courts. Only the knights wore the Templars' distinctive regalia, a white surcoat marked with a red cross. I'm sure a lot of you have seen that. I I'm yeah. familiar with it. And uh, I, I get I, Rosicrucian vibes, man. If I had the money, I was going to buy them so we could wear them. Uh, <laughs> Maybe one day, but they're dope. Uh, the sergeants or serving brothers who were usually from lower social classes made up the majority of members and they dressed in black, uh, black or brown robes. Dude, this is some fucking Jedi shit. And they served as both warriors and servants. Okay. Uh, the Templars eventually added a third class, uh, the chaplains, who were responsible for holding religious services, administering the sacraments, and addressing the spiritual needs of other members. They almost have like a priest-type vibe there. Yeah, definitely. Um, although women were not allowed to join the order, there seems to have been at least one Templar nunnery, which is interesting. Uh, I wonder what the Templar nunnery was like. Uh, the Templars' military strength enabled them to safely collect, store, and transport bullion to and from Europe and the Holy Land, and their network of treasure storehouses. And their efficient, er, efficient transport organization made them attractive as bankers to kings as well as to pilgrims to the Holy Land. Fuck yeah, dude. So they're getting super serious, man. Okay, I guess. One, and it totally yeah. makes sense for them to be bankers. They're holding all these 
storehouses, all these strongholds. They have this huge presence. Yeah. They're the only ones who can like safely move money, cargo, important things mm -hmm. to and from. So it makes a lot of sense. And it's how they became so powerful, I think. Definitely. Uh Dep I, I feel like it's uh I'm I'm probably oversimplifying this, but uh their heavy discipline and just raw strength and just ability in battle as well as their loyalty to the cause like made them a force to be fucking reckoned with. Yeah, and, they got uh, like the monk like yeah. allegiance. And as far as like Obviously, I don't know what the fuck monks do from day to day, but I've seen videos and they pray. Yeah, <laughs> they pray and they meditate <laughs> and uh, fucking so uh, for Jesus. This is from another like last episode. The History Channel ha had a dope article and uh, this I titled Discipline. This is some of the things that they you touched on it a little bit. Yeah, uh, for sure. Go ahead. But uh, here's some like crazier things that they had to abide by. They could have meat only three times a week, and fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That. They could only eat meat it, three times a week. Other than they did have a few Bro, exceptions. They're warriors, how are they staying strong? <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say was that. Was that everyone? How I are they the gonna Knights be swole? No uh, way the knights did that. They had a few exceptions on holidays. Well, I guess back then their the bread actually had vitamins in it, so maybe they were. Okay. Yeah, they had they had they didn't have the sugar bread back then. Right. Um. Fur and fancy clothes are forbidden, so uh, you can't dress super fancy. You got to be a normie. You can't, Makes sense. You, yeah. you know. Um, th this is the crazier one. Me and Red were talking about this earlier today. Um, Templars were forbidden to kiss any woman, even their mother. Yeah, like you can't give your mom a kiss. What the fuck? Yeah, on the cheek. You can't, you can't kiss your mom. No, on the cheek. you cannot. Weird. You cannot. And I guess maybe I could delve deeper into this, and maybe I, maybe you could kiss her on the cheek, but I doubt it. You cannot kiss any woman; it is not allowed. Could you kiss a man? <laughs> I, I I bet that's a double fucking torture for like, you. Like that wasn't even a question. No, that was not they just a question. Knew, like you're not kissing no, a man. No, yeah. that was not okay for them. <laughs> um, and then obviously breaking the rules could mean getting a beating being banished from the brotherhood their beatings were severe by the way <laughs> i oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they did not severe. fuck around if you fucked up they beat the no. fuck out of it they fucking yeah. whipped you and shit they no you not. would get fucked they there was up. no joking around with that and you know i feel like even though that is fucked up i feel like that helped progress like how op this brotherhood of an army was that they were fucking like i said before they were like unsullied in game of thrones like fucking yeah. they had no sexual desire i'm assuming george r. r martin got inspiration like you said with the nice watch even the insulted too like yeah i see the resemblance yeah i totally see the resemblance like anything that can cloud your mind other than catching bodies and and you know uh devoting your life to the to the religion and and fucking yeah they were supposed to be like priest warriors it, pretty much I that that's a good way to put it, Rad. I, yeah. I like the way you put it there. Totally, uh, almost in a way, priest warriors, and they they were fucking op. Although I do want to segue back. It is weird how they were only able to eat meat three times a week. I feel like that is weird. You would just want them getting swole as fuck. But also, yeah. nutrition was not as good, not near as good back then. Right. 
So they didn't have they didn't have to worry about GMOs and shit. Like no, their, their food was probably way better. No, they didn't have the the Tyson Dino Nuggets or whatever. But, I wonder uh, if that was the Knights though. I bet I bet like that was more the ninety percent who were like the more monk class of them. The 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 runs as I we feel would like say, the maybe. Knights probably were like eating meat every day. But I mean that's just me. I'm just speculating that. Fair enough. I, I like the speculation, but yeah. Uh, Actually, fuck, I, I had one more thing to add. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, this is from the same history article. I titled this surrender, question <laughs> mark. Okay. The rule of the Knights Templar called for them to never retreat, surrender, or charge without being ordered to do so. Swords up, yeah. let's go! No, no, literally, fucking. No surrender. No, shit's going down. And you don't like <laughs> if you're outnumbered and you are not ordered to fucking surrender or retreat, you fucking fight it out, whether to the win or the Dude, loss. I like that. No choice. Yeah, they have no choice. How much more are you gonna fight when you know you can't surrender? You I, know you have to yeah. go. I to me like that's like a mental like oh a total a mind yeah. fuck to like make them go at it. Totally, and uh, I would like to assume that they had pretty good leaders that they respected, or maybe seems like they did. It does. Seem I like would they did assume from that the history, or they were just so fucking devoted to the cause that they just n- did not give a fuck. But it seemed like they had some good, or at least respected well, people above their them. Religious you know? ideology definitely helped definitely uh, putting that so. in their mind definitely helped definitely so uh yeah that's i mean dude it's pretty fucking cool mm-hmm. pretty fucking cool sorry for a little tangent there but i thought it was kind of needed so we, we kind of see the idea of of what we're working with here yeah like not saying we totally agree with all these killings over there but no. uh the you know the whole knighthood of them and the idea of them is pretty cool. It was definitely a brotherhood. Yeah. So, after hyping them up, let's get into some criticism of them. Okay. While the Templars had started off well and were at times considered the model of Christian knighthood, it was not long before resentment of their privileges, of their being rich as kings and criticism of some of their actions in war began to surface. For example, at the siege of Damascus in 1148, the Templars and Hospitallers were accused of accepting bribes to convince King Conrad III of Germany to abandon the efforts. By the way, the Hospitallers were a similar group of knights. Um, I'm going to move on. Uh, there were other criticisms of their actions as well. Following the disastrous battle at the Horns of Hayton uh, and the subsequent fall of Jerusalem, which some blamed on the Templars, they were left with almost no discernible military purpose in the Holy Land. Other critics also questioned their morals. The Chronicle William of Tyre was often critical of the order and in one instance accused them of ransom, ransoming uh, Nasir al-Din, the sultan's son, for 6,000 gold florins. When Grand Master um, 
Odo de Saint Amand died in 1179, William called him, quote, a wicked man, haughty and arrogant, in whose nostrils dwelt the spirit of a fury, uh, one who neither feared God nor revered man. Uh, and he was mourned by no one. When <laughs> nice little ad there. <laughs> yeah. Just ripped into that dude. Uh, yeah. When the Templars took up banking and lending, the criticism only increased. Uh, both Walter Mapp and John of Salisbury accused the Templars of of avarice. Uh, the loss of the last foothold in Syria, Tortosa in 1302 was yet another failure that left them vulnerable to their critics as the obvious surprise and shock of their arrest in 1307 in sight nobody thought the order was flawed to the point it needed disbanding yeah uh i i so yeah yeah uh basically when they started losing battles everyone started wondering about them mm-hmm um, and when they took up banking, people started hating them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and is then, that confirmed that they uh, yeah. were kind of fucking around with money? They basically invented our system of banking we use now. Fucking They hell, invented dude. the basics of it. Uh, so, like, yeah, they started doing that. Uh, supposedly, they, t- they took a lot of bribes. Understandably, I, reading but, about it, I I saw some of that. It seems like they did, and but it seems like bl- I I don't blame them. But it doesn't seem like it really. You yeah. know, you can't you yeah. can't be like all holy and noble and be taking the bribes. We were it, talking about this earlier, though. Bad. It seems like some of them took them, but some of them didn't. Some of them, yeah. d- definitely, 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 some of them didn't. Some of them, maybe a lot of them didn't. But the ones that did take them, you know, you, you ruin it for everyone it's else. It's solely the name of all of them. Yeah. Um, um, unfortunately, that's how it goes. If if some of them do it, it makes all of them look bad, and that's what happened to them. And, totally, one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, when you have one bad example of a certain fucking faction or whatever it is, a lot of the time that tends to go on to the other members that might have not been doing that at all. And that happens with a lot of shit in life. The negativity spreads faster um than the positive totally, does. Totally. It's just it's just the way it's just the way she goes. Before you get to your next section, do you want yeah. me to talk about a couple battles or would do you think it'd be better for me to do that after go, okay. Go ahead. Go on it. So I have a I have two battles that I would like to talk about that involve the Knights Templar. I feel like it was necessary to get at least one or two in here and uh first we're talking about the battle of montesgard is a uh, tough to pronunciate but uh this is according to the wiki here this battle was fought between the kingdom of jerusalem and the god this is a tough word ayubid that's a y y u b i d the ayubid I can't pronounce it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that the Ayubid dynasty on November twenty-fifth, eleven seventy-seven, which we don't often get dates for shit I, this old. 
Ayubid. <laughs> Ayubid? Yeah, yeah. Ayubid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I, no, I, I like Ayubid. I'm making it up. That's probably more correct to me. Um, so the 16-year-old Baldwin the Fourth of Jerusalem led outnumbered Christian forces against Saladin's troops, in which became one of the most notable engagements of the Crusades. We've touched on Saladin before. Um, bit, yeah. The Muslim army was quickly routed and pursued for 12 miles. Saladin fled back to Cairo, reaching the city on uh, December 8th with only a tenth of his army. And when I pr- Dude, when I put this tenth? into a tenth, uh, tenth of his army, Dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this he- here too. How many do you have in the beginning? During this battle, 500 Templar knights helped a cu- uh, several thousand infantry so when I want to say several, I'm in the range of like five to eight thousand. That's that's where my mind thinks. So we have maybe five to eight thousand uh, infantry, and we have five hundred Templar knights. I'd say that's on the high end. Several yeah. to me could be three. Maybe it might be three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, they defeated Saladin's army, which was more than twenty six thousand soldiers. Dude, this is like 300. Yeah, there, you said that before, yeah. I, Yeah, no one knew that. Oh, yeah, 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 we chopped it up before. Yeah, when we talked about it, yeah. I was like, this is like 300. Dude, like, this is dude. totally like 300. Okay, it's a little more even than that, but we're talking about like a couple thousand. We'll even round up. 20,000. We'll even round up. Let's say that, let's even say that they, uh, that, what was his name? Uh... Fucking, or, I don't know or who's the who's the guy. Uh, Baldwin the the oh, fourth. Baldwin. We'll say even Baldwin had ten thousand. So we got five hundred Templars, a couple thousand infantry versus twenty six thousand. Twenty six thousand, and they Dude. fucked them up. And there was only a tenth left of that twenty six thousand. That is very impressive. That battle is very impressive. And That's also, yeah, amazing. If you want to call bullshit on me, look up the wiki. <laughs> Maybe they're inaccurate, but to me, that sounded so fucking cool, Sounds dude. Cool. Uh, well, I have one more written down here. This is known as the Siege of Tomar. This is another wiki article here. So this was a military engagement that took place in 1190 between the Almohad Caphalate. That's how, I, that's how I'm going to pronounce it there, who attacked the town of Tomar in Portugal. And the Templar order who owned the settlement successfully defended it from the Muslim attack. Tomar was then one of the strongest castles in Portugal. Um, they conducted a, a sally of 300 knights. And so the Almohads, they managed to capture the main city gate but were ultimate they they were totally pushed back by the templar after such bloody combats that the gate became henceforth no, known as the porta do sang sanj that translates to the blood gate some nice. of the templars conducted a raid on the camp through the secret underground tunnel i imagine them going under that tunnel like flanking and then it was just a bloodbath at the gate and sounds brutal it became known as the blood gate i can they the didn't over exaggerate it like in the crusade i, I was like knee deep that to blood like a metal song but it, dude oh, totally blood gate. blood gate yeah but uh 
those are just a couple of examples of how gnarly, especially that first one at uh, Montes Guard. But uh, they were fucking, they were pretty OP, man. Yeah, they were, man, and in their time, they were legendary. Yeah, I, I can only imagine, like, and to this day, they're legendary. Yeah, I can only imagine like you're with you're in your army, like you, you're ready to go, and then like, you know the sa- the horn blows, and it's like fuck your buddies, like yo, this is the Templars, and then you're like yo, fuck, this is the Templars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then it just like, passes around. Everyone's oh, shaking in their shit. boots. It's like fuck, this is the Knights Templar. Everyone, imagine the fuck them up. showing up to help your army. It probably rallied everyone. Oh, they're like, dude, fuck yeah, we got the. Fucking Templar. <laughs> dude. And then he comes by yeah. and he's like, tighten up, motherfuckers, let's go. And you're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I guess he, I guess he wouldn't cuss. I'm getting total game he's like, of tighten Thrones. Tighten up. We're doing fucking... this for Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, all right. This is totally Battle of the Bastards. Yeah. But fuck, man. They did not fuck around. No, they didn't. They wouldn't even say fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming <laughs> curse words were not allowed uh, when it came to that. They probably but, said uh, bloody. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah, you think they were I, allowed to say hell? I bet they were allowed to say. hell. I mean, the hell hell is said in the Bible, so I'm bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe <laughs> it needs to be said in certain. Maybe they might let it slide. Oh man, <coughs> excuse me, but uh, yeah, some some fucking G's fighting. Uh, what from their perspective, they were fighting the good fight, you know, right. and uh, they did not give a fuck. But weren't a lot of them French? I wonder how they. I wonder what they say in French. They don't say bloody. Probably they probably say something else. I, I wish I could speak French, man. I want to know. I wish. <laughs> I wish I went into. Yeah, what, what, what is their version used? of saying bloody? <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, they were badasses. Fuck yeah, dude. So, what happened to them? Let's get into <laughs> good segue here. Let's get into their downfall. Uh, Philip the Fourth, King of France from 1285 to 1314. By the way, we hate this guy. We fucking hate. I I hate. Do you hate him? I hate him. Uh, he mercilessly pursued oh, the yeah. order and had many of yeah. its members tortured to secure false confessions. The reason why Philip sought to destroy the Templars are unclear. He may have genuinely feared their power and been motivated by his own piety to destroy a uh, heretical group, or he may have simply seen an opportunity to seize their immense wealth, being chronically short of money himself. The fall of Acre to the Muslims in 1291, remember we mentioned that. Yeah, in the Crusades, totally. uh, Removed much of the Templars' reason for being and their great wealth, extensive land holdings in Europe, and power-inspired resentment toward them. Although an ex-Templar had accused the order of blasphemy and immorality as early as 1304... It was only later, after Philip IV ordered the arrest on October 13th, 1307, which was Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, is yeah. why is a huge reason why we think Friday the 13th is so unlucky. Yeah. Um, it, maybe he was a little jelly. He was super jelly. It seemed like he was broke and jelly, and... Man, he wanted their money... And I think there was also a lot of jealousy. And, you know, once again, there there's two sides. Maybe they 
you know, maybe it was pure jealousy and he wanted what they had, but maybe they did something. Maybe they killed a family member of his or something like that. I didn't I, get into that or find anything about that. Probably not, but maybe. Didn't find anything that crazy. I, but yeah. I didn't either. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Like, you never know. Maybe he had some you know vendetta no, or whatever no, no oh, you think he's just a piece of shit fuck him yeah he like just him. wanted the bag fuck that guy <laughs> so uh yeah Matt, on he's, october he's, 13th he's a good dude <laughs> on friday the 13th october 1307 uh he ordered their arrest of every templar in france and sequestered all the templars property in the country uh that most of the people in europe uh, then most of the people in Europe became aware of the extent of the alleged crimes of the order. Philip accused the Templars of heresy and immorality. Specific charges against them included idol worship of a bearded male head said to have great powers. Interesting. Worship of a cat, homosexuality, and numerous other errors and belief and practice at the order's secret initiation rite, it was claimed the new member denied Christ three times, spat on the crucifix, crucifix, and was kissed on the base of the spine, on the navel, and on the mouth by the knight presiding over the ceremony. Which to us doesn't sound sounds weird. Definitely uh, sounds weird, but not that. Back then, that was that was, was hangable like, like offenses. Yeah, back then it was crazy. Like they'll, they'll um, body your ass for homosexuality. Back yeah, then. exactly. Uh, the charges now recognized to be without foundation were calculated to stoke contemporary fears of heretics, witches, and demons, and were similar to allegations Philip had used against Pope Boniface the. Eighth. So he had used these tactics before, but uh, it seems like he was stoking on their. Uh, he was tactically using these allegations, knowing. No, yeah, bro. This is like some war on terror shit. Like we're fucking going. Fuck these guys. Yeah, like this is fake news. And you know, the only. Don't get me wrong, like I, I pretty much agree with you, but it is during this time period, like there's only so much shit documented, so maybe there's some shit lost. I'm assuming the Templars did do some weird shit, but personally, I don't see them doing this stuff. Maybe yeah, they no, did. I don't. Yeah. I think yeah. the worst thing they did was take some bribes. Yeah. I think that's the worst thing mm -hmm. they did. And once um, again, maybe they did do that. And that was only some yeah. of them. I think only some of them yeah. did that. It was it the majority. I doubt it. I don't think it was the majority. I think it was the minority say, did that. And it reflected on the majority. Uh, but yeah, he. Um, it seems like uh, he was specifically choosing it's kind of uh, targeting these allegations oh specifically yeah to make them seem like uh you know he knew these were hot topics basically which is demons like he was this was the easy this was the easy ball yeah. to throw in here this was, was the it. softball basically it was it was the easiest thing to throw in and 
by doing this, he could probably get a lot of people on his side and get this thing done. Exactly. And he did. It was basically, fuck the Knights Templar. You know, they're too OP. They got too much bread. And this is what transpired. Man. It's pretty crazy, man. Fucking, you you get a couple high-powered people, or even one with just some some good allies, like, you can get shit done. Like like Joey Diaz said, I, I just need three motherfuckers. You get three motherfuckers, well, you know? <laughs> he got a lot more than that. Yeah. Well, I'm saying to get together with you and fucking get right, some shit going. Right. But, yeah. He took him down. He uh, took him down, man. I'm going to continue on. So, although Pope Clement V, himself a Frenchman, ordered the arrest of all the Templars in November of 1307, a church council in 1311 voted overwhelmingly against suppression, and Templars in countries other than France were found innocent of the charges. Clement, however, under strong pressure from Philip, suppressed the order on March 22, 1312, and the Templars' property throughout Europe was transferred to the Knights' Hospitallers, which we touched on them last time. They were a rival group yeah. of Knights. <coughs> um, mm-hmm. I, think, I think you touched on that earlier, too. <coughs> yeah. So they gave, uh, they gave them all their land. Yep. <laughs> Man, <laughs> knights who confessed and were reconciled to the church were sent into retirement uh, in the order's former houses or in monasteries. But those who failed to confess or who relapsed were put on trial. Among those judged guilty was the order's last grand master, Jacques de Molay. The goat. Yeah, what a good name, man. He's a goat, man. <laughs> uh, brought before a commission established by the Pope, De Malay uh, and other leaders were judged relapsed heretics and sentenced to life in prison. The master protested uh, and repudiated his confession and was burned at the stake, the last victim of a highly unjust and opportunistic persecution, which... Jacques de Malay never under any of the torture, mm-hmm. even while he, he was didn't burned break. at the stake, he never admitted to doing anything wrong. It, and, you know, this gets to the things. Was he the only one that didn't do anything wrong? I don't think so. I, I don't think so as well, unless that he was just such a psychopath he didn't admit. But I don't believe that. I don't believe I, that. Either. I assume that that dude had some morals I, in it. I think he seemed like yeah. he was a good man. If you're willing to burn to death and stick to your morality and fucking just beliefs, he knew that he wasn't in the, He was like, fuck it. If, if you're really going to do this to me, fuck you. I'm burning on the cross. Right. Or <laughs> the cross. This is Jesus. But I'm burning on the stake or whatever. Yeah. And uh, fucking that's how it's going to end. Which, um, I don't know that it's true, but there's many legends saying that while he was burning or while one of the other guys oh, was yeah. burning, but uh, some of, a lot are attributed to Malay, that uh, he said, like, you know, the, the, the uh, I don't remember what the exact wording is, uh, you know, but the wrongdoers who were doing this will die within a year. And uh, Philip IV and Pope Clement died within a year. So that's kind of fucking dude. cool. He fucking. I don't know if that shit. was written later in history, but 
it it's cool. Mm-hmm. No, it, it is a it is a cool legend for sure. Uh, yeah. Jacques de Molay, <laughs> the goat. Uh, where was I? I think it's uh, the last paragraph. You right here. Okay. Uh, knights. Wait, did I read that? I think. I read that one. Uh, yeah, right here. You're yeah. on the last one. Uh, several trials against the Templars were held in other areas they occupied England, Scotland, Ireland, Cyprus, Germany, Spain, and Portugal. Although in some instances the Templars were found innocent, pressure from the Pope, Inquisition, and King Philip led to many Templars being imprisoned, executed, and burned at the stake. Unfortunately. Yeah, but in some it, areas yeah. they got they they got a just trial in some areas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty uh, terrible end for Definitely. these knights, unfortunately. Uh, which to me, I think the biggest thing they that uh, was led to their downfall was how powerful they became. They were too OP. I think they became too powerful, especially in the banking aspect. The military and banking aspect, they became too powerful. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that was a threat. I think that's mostly Definitely. why they... Why, yeah. Did you have any other things on that? I No, I don't think so. I, I think you covered that pretty good, man. Okay. I'm going to move on into some legends of them. Okay. So these are legends. This is an area where history gets a little murky. Okay? I'm not saying these parts are facts. But there's some facts and some speculation. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So uh, the first one uh, is uh, magic in Hermes. Hermes. Yes. Trismegistus. That Hermes. Yes. Really. That one. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there has been a question of why did uh, Saint Bernard who was responsible for helping to create the Knights Templar, takes such an, ish, an interest in Haran. This is a landlocked city-state, which, as writer Adrian Gilbert points out, was of no strategic importance and on the wrong side of the Euphrates. Maybe the Knights Templar knew uh, that this could have been the original Ur of the Chaldees, the place where the Chaldean Magi had spent time. The Chaldean Magi, an elite of wise men and skilled in the arts of divination, had taken refuge in the remains of the Hittite Empire in central Turkey at least a thousand years before the Knights Templar arrived, and it's possible that something remained of their occult knowledge in the area. But it's just as likely that the real focus of the Templar attention was on Haran itself. What is more plausible is that they had a presence in the Near East uh, because after the First Crusade in 1097, St. Bernard and others from the court of Burgundy became aware of occult knowledge attained contained in a body of writings known as the Corpus Hermeticum, which we've talked about, uh, considered to be older than Noah, having been composed by Hermes Trismegistus and therefore of great interest. 
and one group of people who knew about the Hermetica was uh, the Sabians, who lived in Haran at the time of the Crusades. What made Haran unusual in the 12th century was that it was not Jewish, Islamic, or Christian. Really? Its main temple, eventually destroyed by the Mongols in 1259, was dedicated to the Mesopotamian moon god Sin. It was also famous as a center of alchemy as practiced by the Sabians, who regarded Hermes as the founder of their school. It's crazy how all of it connects in. So in this legend, it's speculation. This is a lot of speculation. Definitely. But the idea is that why would they take this area? It's not strategic. It doesn't make any sense that they would take it mm-hmm. unless maybe they were after some knowledge there. Mm-hmm. They they have to have a goal, man. There's got to be something they're hunting for there. So who knows? Also, it's crazy how the Mongols ended up fucking it up. Yeah, they the did. The Mongols fucked everything up, dude. They did not give a They took everything. Fuck. They didn't other sh- than They didn't care. Other than the samurai, man. This fucking oh my God. Yeah, but I, I thought this was cool. It ties him to Hermes. Yeah. When you cuz I uh obviously wasn't familiar that you were going to talk about this. I wasn't familiar yeah. with this at all. When when you said Hermes, I was like, "Hermes Trismegistus? What the fuck, dude? The He's G. involved with this?" He's the G. Yeah. So, um yeah. But this, I think, is the basis for a lot of their... Uh, there's a lot of ideas that they had this secret occult knowledge yeah, that they were hiding. And Maybe me, they did. To me, if they had some secret occult knowledge, it had to be a Hermes. Maybe right? that's why the, the king wanted to fucking... That, maybe that's one of the reasons why he wanted to get rid of him. Maybe. I like to think of the guy as being unlearned. Yeah. Just hating him. I, I, but maybe I'm wrong. I would subscribe to that point of view more, but if he did have knowledge that they had some OP shit, I mean, maybe he wanted it. I don't know. Obviously, this is just legends. None of this is it's confirmed or denied. Yeah. We don't know. So that was that one. Let's go to the next one. Uh, the head of the Templars. According to um, accusations, the Templars had an idol in their possession, a head. If you remember, it was one of the accusations against them. Uh, While most Templars denied knowing anything about the worship of a head, William of Arbelay claimed to have seen a ceremony in Paris where a silver head sat on an altar at the center of adoration. It was supposedly the head of St. Ursula. The saint... uh, the saint and her 11,000 virgins were reported to have remained faithful in the face of death and torture and were venerated by the Templars for it. If that's not unsettling enough, he also stated that the head, the head had two faces. Other descriptions of the head were interpreted as being the head of Baphomet, while others said it was either wood or black and white or metal you you told me a little bit about the baphomet and that is fucking weird if weird. you want to see a it's weird demonic, visual look up the baphomet on google yeah look it up and come back to me uh almost an abomination of a being 
Uh, very interesting. Very occult, yeah. demonic being. Definitely. Um, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, it would be easy to dismiss the idea of the mysterious Templar head if the only mention of it were around the accusations from those trying to brand them as heretics. But other historical accounts indicate that they did have a head, supposedly belonging to Saint uh, Euphemia of Chalcedona. Of Chalcedon. Uh, however, the body of St. Euphemia rests in the church of St. George in Constantinople, and it is intact. It's so, still around? So what head do they have? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've, Dude, that's what's crazy about these legends. Who fucking knows, man? But I think it said the head they had was of silver. Maybe it's a... Maybe it's just an effigy made to represent it maybe yeah. maybe yeah maybe there's nothing pagan and crazy about it or maybe it's a baphomet yeah it, and they're sacrificing goats i don't know dude yeah i doubt it though but that's interesting it is interesting uh, i got one more okay uh beneath the temple mount in 1118 the crusaders had been holding jerusalem for 19 years the Templars, originally having no real base of operations, received the land and the buildings of the temple on Mount Moriah from Baldwin II, King of Jerusalem. It was already documented as a place to store and display relics, as well as being built on the spot where God had appeared to David. Damn. It has been suggested that when they moved in, they found some valuable relics that showed just how much God approved of their fledgling order. That's not to say that they found the Holy Grail or the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. But questions remain. Definitely. Uh, a lot dun, of people, dun, dun. speculation is they found some relics uh, that, you know, were very valuable and, uh, contributed to their riches and fueled their order mm -hmm. uh but yeah i can see it i mean they got fucking they had some wealth it seemed like they did uh but it's speculative how much they had it could yeah. have been exaggerated it that's it where i kind of subscribe like to philip the fourth thought they had a ton and then he didn't find as much as he hoped he did especially because they had this they had this like code that they weren't supposed to be luxurious or you know anything of that kind so it it's kind of contradictory there that they had this code so maybe when they found a bunch of rich riches that they were hoarding it could keep it secret but that's another side there too who knows no one knows it's lost to history mm -hmm. uh you know but uh later on other arthur authors uh, used the knights, and then they were attached to, to the Holy Grail later on. Uh, at this time, when they were around, they weren't attached to the Holy Grail. That be, that came later, if you're familiar with that, those any of those stories. Uh, I just wanted to point that out. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically all I got on Yeah, that. that's all. I mean, I'm kind of tapped out here. 
that was very interesting information and uh some dope legends some dope info about the knights templar what were they about a couple battles they went through uh right and felt i felt like we covered this pretty decent here yeah i think if they had a lot of cool occult ties we would know them uh yeah, uh, I did want to mention um, that there are orders nowadays attached to the Knights Templar. Yes, use the titles the Knights Templar. Uh, they're they're not attached to the original Knights Templar. Um, you know, some of them might claim it uh, that they had the origins from them. Uh, some of these are Masonic. Groups yeah, I was going to say the, the Freemasons to the got a Freemasons. Little bit. But um, you know they they're not they're not from they're not the original group. They the ain't no Templar. Knights Templar, yeah. But more of a homage, mm-hmm. I think you could say more of an homage to them. Fuck yeah! Uh, nothing disrespectful to the Knights Templar now. If you're part of the Knights Templar now, I think uh, they're just groups trying to like uphold the honorable mm-hmm. values code, uh, code that the original Templars had. So you know nothing against them. Uh, you know we just wanted to point out that they're they're separate, uh, but just trying to like you know honor them. I guess yeah. I, 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 and I'm assuming too, just find them uh, fascinating. Yeah, you know? we will all find them fascinating. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. They're cool, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, cool part of history, and just the name in general, the Knights Templar. Yeah, sounds dope. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 connections to the Temple of Solomon where they started. That ties to the Masons and the the Temple of Solomon. They hold that very like venerable in their uh, customs, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, that was my last note. Uh, yeah. Other than that, you know, I we tried to cover them as best we could in a nutshell for you guys. Of course, there's all those, like, if you want all the little juicy deets, uh, all the little side notes, then check our references, and you can you can dive as deep as you want. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude. And if there's any, like, super big things we missed, leave us, leave us a message, mm-hmm. you know? We we're totally open to it. We're not perfect. We just we're doing our best here. Mm-hmm. So, if there's something big and juicy that we could tie on later, drop us a note, and you know we'll tie into it on a follow up episode later on. Right? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. So until next time, I'm Red. This is Jake. Thanks for listening. <laughs> one more time. The swords. The swords. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Later. See you guys.